Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this fantastic day? I hope wherever you are, you are feeling as best as you can be in the moment. If you're not feeling great, that's okay. Just honor that, be with it, and trust that it's temporary. Let it move through you and you will be okay. All right, so um, today I um, pulled a card from one of my favorite decks. Um, I don't usually pull a card from this deck for the show because it's a deck that I use for my private uh, one-on-one tarot readings and um, it's just so magical. But I did a reading for myself um, earlier this morning and I was like, oh my God, I have to share this with everybody um, when I record for the podcast. So the deck that I have is actually out of print, which is why I also don't really use it because I get people excited about it and they're like, where can I get it? And I'm like, oh, you can't, sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm going to share it anyway. Uh, this deck is called Wild Messengers. It's an alchemical tarot deck, um, which means uh, the suits have changed to the elements and um all of the cards have animals on it. So those are the wild messengers who are bringing us whatever message we need to hear. And it is created by Lola Pickett, one of my um, mentors who has made such an impact on my life and also a friend. So uh, the artwork, which is also gorgeous, is by Tanya Castile. So if you wanted to just check out the deck online to see what it looks like and how beautiful and gorgeous it is, um, holographic, just, you know, sort of looking images. Um, the guidebook has a sort of holographic textures to it. It's really cool. Um, but you can go to wildmessengers.com and just read more about it. And maybe if you reach out to Lola and enough people do, maybe she'll do another print run. Who knows? But this particular deck is so magical and has always been so magical for me and my clients. Um, so yeah, so this one I... Um, I did a reading for myself this morning and the card that I pulled was Rebirth. Um, it is number 13 out of the Major Arcana and it is the Butterfly. Now, <clears throat> the thing with the um, with these cards is that um, the, the Rebirth card correlates with in traditional tarot decks, the death card. So, um, so often we see the death card as like, oh God, what's going to happen? But actually, it's not even about um, dying physically, but more an indication of something that is ending. Um, death sounds very extreme, but I think we need to talk about death, right? Because a lot of us in culture and society 
they culture and society tend to avoid talking about death. And so the more we talk about it, the more we can normalize it because it's inevitable. I mean, we don't live forever. Um, and I don't know about you, but I do believe in reincarnation. So it's like, you know, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to be Leslie Ann in this body forever, but I will transition to the next life or to the next existence that I move on to because biologically, even, even science proves that energy doesn't die. Energy doesn't die. You can't kill energy. And if we are energy, we just continue on in another form, right? So, um, so who knows, but we are here in this moment in this human body and our time is finite in this particular incarnation. So we need to talk about death, right? And when we talk about death, that gives us an opportunity to live more life, if that makes sense. Um, so the rebirth card came forward um, and it is the butterfly. And what I love about this deck is that it correlates with the stages of alchemy. And if you've been listening and following my Instagram account, you all know that I am concocting this new program that has to do with the stages of alchemy as a map, as a guideline for moving through midlife. But it's not even just for midlife. It's through any transformational stage of your life, through any portal where you feel like there are big changes in your life, um, where your old self has to die. Your old self has to sh be shed so that you can clear the space for the new version of you that feels more aligned in this now moment, because all we have is this now moment, right? So the face, the phase, face, the phase or stage of alchemy that this card correlates with is coagulation. Now, not my favorite word in the English language, coagulation like that just sounds like you know when they talk about how when you get a cut and you bleed and then it coagulates it thickens I'm just like Ugh. <laughs> you know that's just my own association with the word find me somebody who actually likes that word and I'll give you a prize <laughs> I don't know I feel like I don't, it's just the sound of the word and textures and yeah blah 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 but coagulation is associated with the element of earth. It is when um, you become more solid, like you become or you step into the next phase of your transformation in, in the transition. Let me let me explain. Okay, so I'm not going to read the guidebook because it is very long and thorough and it's amazing and totally inspiring. But, you know, I want to... Um, give you the, the summarized version. So this guidebook, each card has an invocation, which I love. So you call on the power and the message of the card that comes forward. So we are calling on butterfly. Um, so I'll read the invocation, but then there's a description about what the butterfly symbolizes as we all know, and I'm just gonna talk about that for a little bit too. Um, and then Butterfly Speaks, you know, each card has an animal messenger and that message is, um, that animal is given voice in this guidebook, which is why, so amazing, so amazing. Um, so let me read the invocation. I witness and welcome the deep unknown. All that I've been and understood has dissolved away. I stand at the threshold of a new life, a chance to become more myself than ever before. As I create the life I desire, I fully release the life I have had until now. 
Butterfly, I ask you to help me trust in the liminal darkness of this chrysalis. May I hold faith by following your journey as I reconstruct myself from the inside out. Grant me strength of body and spirit as I emerge. So if we are thinking about the death card in the major arcana, number 13, which I think is so interesting um, that it's number 13, often um, when, when tarot readers come across this card, it is seen both death and rebirth. You know, it's a continuation. It's not just death and then it's over. So in thinking about the butterfly, I don't know if you know scientifically what happens, but the caterpillar begins to shed its outer layer so that it can then create the chrysalis, right? And so we've all seen the chrysalis and we've, we've seen the transformation, but do you know what happens inside the chrysalis? That's the thing that I was, when I found out what happens inside the chrysalis, I was like, what? What do you, what do you, what for real? So for those who don't know, I'm just going to tell you, the caterpillar sheds its outer layer, finds a safe place to transform, like under a leaf or something, builds the little chrysalis around itself, and then its body just liquefies into what they call imaginal cells. It's just this big blobby thing. I mean... I can't even like, I'm thinking like if you cracked open a chrysalis, you just get blobby and then that guy's dead and that would be sad. So don't do that. But we've got liquefied caterpillar inside the chrysalis, inside the cocoon. And so if you are in midlife, chances are that's how you're feeling like a big old blob because you're like, hey, I'm just walking along, minding my own business, living my life, and then things start happening that are out of my control. Things in my life start falling away that you're like, wait, why did that friend go away? Where did she go? Why isn't she talking to me? Why isn't she returning my calls? I'm reaching out to her, reaching out to her, and she's gone MIA. Like, what? What happened? Or marriages end. I've come across many people who are divorced or have uh, begun the divorce process or have started thinking about it because the relationship is no longer in alignment. Or maybe the relationship has always been misaligned, but now they've got the courage to actually do something about it, to actually honor who they are being at their core essence that they're like, I, I can't put up with this anymore. I got to go and be me. There's a lot of that happening. It doesn't matter if you're in midlife. There's a lot of this, um, I need to step into my authentic self. I need to honor who I am, who I'm being at my very core, who I've been this whole time. I got to stop faking it. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like everybody, not everybody, but everyone in my community, as far as I can see, are in their own little cocoons, in their chrysalises. Or is it crystal eye? I'm not sure. <laughs> but everyone's in some stage, at least, you know, the people in my life, I, I, what I'm noticing is everyone's in a stage of some kind of transformation, some, something. And it's not easy. It's not. Everyone, it's like, I'm seeing a lot of struggle. I'm seeing a lot of like, what the heck is my life even mean? Oh my God, who am I without X, Y, Z? Who am I as a non-married person? Who am I without, you know, a house that I own? 
Who am I as a single person, you know, not not with a partner? Who am I without a, a job or the support of my partner? Like what? Like all these things that we used to rely on to create our identity. Now falling away, changing, revising, looking different. There's a lot of upheaval. There's a lot of uncertainty and everyone's freaking out. That's okay. You know what? Guess what? Hey, it's normal. <laughs> At least for this time and space in this moment. So think of yourself as the caterpillar that has turned to mush. That is um, what my teacher Mahan Rishi said to us the first day of Kundalini teacher training. He goes, all right, everyone, I'm just going to let you know that this training is basically a journey of transformation. And you're going to start out like the little caterpillar. And then you're going to feel like mush. And then hopefully by the end, you will be this beautiful butterfly flying in the wind. And I was like, ooh, and he, <laughs> I don't want to be that mush. <laughs> and here's the thing. I thought that was it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Did that, been there, done that, cool, I'm done. Nope. Change and transformation happens in cycles. It's a never ending thing. So just when you think you've completed something, there's another cycle, there's another level, there's another growth moment. It's just, you know, blobbiness is part of life. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, so if you are feeling like you're in the blobby state, the blobby stage, you're like, I don't even know who I am or where I'm going, who I'm being. It's okay. Just keep going. And so this card is coming forward to say, all of this has a purpose. All of this undefined existence, at least in this moment, is serving you in a way that you don't yet see. So just trust the process. So the caterpillar is a big blob and what's happening in the chrysalis, what's happening in the cocoon is that the cells are rearranging. We're talking cellular rearrangement. You go from a caterpillar and then you become something entirely different. You go from like crawling on the ground into something that flies like what like really like say what is crazy it's crazy and the thing is like it's so funny because growing up you're like oh a beautiful butterfly turns into a caterpillar and then because of what you don't even like for me as an adult I'm mind blown by this I'm like what is happening in that cocoon really that's incredible as a kid I'm just like oh yeah that's just how nature is that's cool but now that I'm seeing that as a metaphor for my own life, I'm like, whoa, okay, all right. So I'm just gonna keep going and then it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna learn how to fly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though. When we are in the chrysalis and then we feel like, okay, I'm starting to feel I have a little bit of shape. I feel like maybe I've got the little stubby legs or now little or spindly legs, you know, my body's a little slimmer compared to that fat striped body that was walking on the ground. You know, I'm starting to feel the changes. I'm starting to feel more like I've got some kind of form, some kind of shape. My blobbiness is starting to become more defined. So then I, I'm ready to come out, ready to come out of the cocoon. You start poking out of that cocoon, like you gotta break that thing out. And the thing is, when we are in that state, there's this 
tendency or desire or temptation, I don't even know what word to use, to ask for someone to rescue you, to help you so that you don't have to work so hard. Now, don't get me wrong. There's there's nuance here, okay? I'm not saying do it all yourself and be the hero because doing it all yourself, yeah, sure, you could do that, but that's kind of lonely. We all have to do... We all have to walk our own journeys alone, like individually, but we don't have to walk alone. So you can ask for help, you know, for example, in real, like real life example, and then I'm going to come back to the, the cocoon, real life example, let's say you're going through a hard time, like you just need to take a nap. You need to just lie down and like rest and like reset or whatever, but you got to pick up your kids at one school that's like 30 minutes away. And then your other kid goes to another school, which is like 40 minutes in the other direction or whatever it is. Or then you got to pick up this other kid and then you got to do the carpool and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Right. Ask for help text a friend, call a friend and say, Hey, can you do this for me? Because I'm really going to lose my marbles if I push myself to do that. We need to understand when we need help because we genuinely do. And when we're asking for help because we are acting like the victim, right? So I'm saying this because if you think about the butterfly cracking out of the chrysalis, right? What's happening is the butterfly is strengthening its muscles through the process of cracking open the chrysalis so that it can be strong enough to start to practice flying, practice unfurling its wings and flapping them. But how can that butterfly gain any muscle strength if someone cracks open the chrysalis for them. You see what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not about not asking for help. It's about learning to step into your power, knowing that you have the power to come out of your cocoon, to break out of your cocoon and start to feel into this new identity of who you're being while your friends are there in community supporting you cheering you on doing whatever they need to do to help you on this journey maybe they bring you food because you're too tired to cook okay you know but it's not I'm too lazy to cook can you cook for me that's a different thing So I want to be clear on the distinction. You know, there are nuances. This life is not about black and white. It's not so clear cut, hardcore, like, you know, don't ask for help. Okay, I'm never going to ask for help. It's not like that. It is about understanding where your actions are coming from. Are they aligned action? Does it feel Like it is in alignment with who you're being and you feel called to take that action or are you taking action because you feel like someone's expecting you to do that, to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Check in with your energy in your body. You know, I, um, I forget, I'm, I'm trying to think there was, there was a moment where I was experiencing a really big challenge And I was just like overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I still get overwhelmed. You know, I've done 
a buttload of healing. You all know that. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and if you've been following me on Instagram and all the social medias, whatever, if you've been in my community for a while, you know that I have done a buttload of healing. I'm saying, right? The person who is speaking to you now is hugely different from the person who started this podcast back in February of 2020. And when I say different, I don't mean different like I'm a, you know, like, who are you? No, that person back then was scared out of her mind to get on a microphone and record. Now you can't shut me up. (laughs) And now I feel very safe, empowered, and secure in talking about what I want to talk about. Back then I was, I, and I'll admit this, back then I was like, Hmm, what do people want to hear? Like, what do I want to, what, what am I going to share that I think people would want to hear? Like I was more catering to what I perceived were what people wanted to hear. So I was trying to create episodes according to expectations. Now I will say those episodes are awesome because I had really great guests on there and we had great conversations, right? But I wasn't as confident as I am now. Now I'm just like, whatever, you know, I will just listen to my intuition and hear what messages need to come forward and I'll share them with you. And that's awesome. Um, but I, I want to say that um, I still go through challenges. You know, I still have struggles because we are continually evolving. We are always growing and expanding like the universe And so don't be fooled in thinking like, if I've got a really great episode, like everyone's happy, yay, and I have all the answers, don't be fooled because there's probably stuff happening behind the scenes that I don't want to talk about with y'all. But I usually share it after I get through it, you know? So (laughs) all this to say, though, um, so I went through, I was going through some, a rough patch, was struggling um, with something, and I was looking, and I didn't realize this at the time. And I was sharing this with my friends, you know, I was like, oh, I got to turn to my friends for support. You know, I got to talk, talk through it. Um, And so I would do that. I talked to one of my friends about it and she, she, you know, witnessed me. She did great reflections, but she didn't give me the thing that I was looking for. She didn't give me the thing that I was expecting that I wanted from her. I didn't explicitly state what I wanted from her, but, um, but my, but my specific I had a specific expectation and she did not meet that. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. I wasn't mad at her. I was just like, I just noticed that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So then I talked to another friend about the same thing, same situation. I mean, it's not a specific event. It was just more an experience that happened over the past month or so. Um, So I talked to another friend, you know, and we, you know, she talked to me. It was great, loving, supportive, so amazing, great conversation. And again, that expectation was there. I was expecting her to do something and she didn't. And I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. So then, you know, I went on my way and talked to like maybe one or two other friends and just feeling a lot of stress about it, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like a victim. (laughs) That's what it was. I didn't realize that at the time. But looking back on it, I was like, oh, I was acting like a victim. I was like, woe is me. This is happening. 
I don't know what to do about it. I mean, I do know what to do about it, but it feels impossible. I don't know what to do. I just kept like in my mind, I was thinking that I was thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Do I do this? Do I do this? I mean, yeah, I could do this, but then, you know, and I was making up these stories in my mind of like, okay, if I went with solution A, this is what the result will be. So then I went into future prediction mode, right? Because I can do that not. Um, we do that sometimes, right? We, we say, all right, we have this problem. We have solution A. And we're like, we look at solution A, we're like, yeah, mm, I could do that. But this, this, and this will happen. And I don't like those other things, right? I don't know that for sure that that's what's going to happen. But that's what I said in my mind. So I was like, okay, not going to do solution A. Solution B, let's try solution B. No, solution B doesn't look good either. Because if I do solution B, then this result will happen, you know, and I don't want that result. But how do I know that that's the result that's going to happen? I haven't even done this, like tried the solution, right? And then I look at solution C, staying stuck in where, in you know, in the muck that I'm in. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want to stay there, here, whatever. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was so, it was so interesting. And the, the thing is I was watching myself outside of myself. Like I, I, because I've cultivated, um, a long time meditation practice and self-awareness, I can, I can notice my human patterns and, and habits when they're happening. And it's, it's funny to me, but then I'm just like, okay, but I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> I usually don't know until later. So all this stuff was happening probably around, yeah, it was most of December, maybe a little bit of November, but most of December. And then I went away for a writing residency in January. And then when I got back, I was like, huh, you know, I had some time away from that experience and went to a different location and was able to immerse myself in my create my creative work. Um, and then I came back to my regular life and, and then I got, you know, I got sick, I got a cold, a bad cold, whatever it was. Um, and now I'm here. And the whole time I was thinking about what happened in December and I was like, oh, I was acting like a victim. Like I could see at the time that it was happening, I could see that I was acting like my old, old self, like the self of like, you know, 10 years ago. But I couldn't figure out why. And I couldn't figure out what was happening. And I also couldn't figure out like what my expectations were of my friends that they weren't giving to me until recently. And I was like, oh, I see. What was happening was I was acting like a victim and I was looking to them to save me. I was looking to them to dig me out of my problem. But they wouldn't do that, you know, because they're awesome friends. And I don't know if they were conscious of that or not, but because they're awesome friends, they did not rescue me. I just kind of wish they said, hey, you're acting like a victim. (laughs) I don't know if they knew that. (laughs) So it's fine. It's fine. But when you act as a victim, you're giving your power away, right? And so I'm thinking, I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, And when you act like a victim, nothing really changes. Your situation doesn't change. And so when we come back to the idea of the chrysalis, right, and the butterfly trying to break out of it, if you help that butterfly break out of it, that butterfly is not going to fly because its muscles are too weak. Breaking out of the chrysalis is the opportunity for the butterfly to build that muscle strength in order to begin to strengthen even more 
to unfurl those wings and take flight. So, um, so yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm acting like a victim. I was doing that, huh? So now that I have that awareness, I feel more empowered because I, I have remembered that I have choices and that I am not a future predictor. I don't know what's going to happen when I take a certain action. We might think we do, but that's based on our history, on our lived experience. And if anything has, if anything that COVID has taught us is that we don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. So even though we have this historical experience, like, you know, if I do A, the result will be B. And that's been your reality for some time. And you believe that, then yeah, that will, that's what's going to unfold. But if you can shift your mindset to say, hey, you know what, in the past, I always did A and B was the result. But what if, what if the result could be different? What if it could be M? What if I did A and the result was M? What? I don't even know. What if it wasn't even a letter? Like it wasn't even a possibility that I saw in the realm of possibilities. Because what we see, like what we physically see, what we're aware of, our awareness, so freaking limited. I'm telling you, it's so, we are so limited in our perception of the physical world. And the, and, okay, let me rephrase that. We rely heavily on our five senses to tell us what is possible. And we only, we think that, we only think that the physical world is what's possible. Meanwhile, there's a whole other invisible world out there. Quantum physics will tell you that. There's energetics that are happening out all around us. I mean, do we have to talk about the radio? You got a radio, you put it on a certain dial and suddenly sound emerges. There's sound waves. Where are they coming from? Like, where's the, where? Look at cell phones, right? How is it possible that we are getting a signal invisibly to talk to somebody or to send a message to somebody on a freaking physical device? That just blows my mind. Like scientifically, like, I don't know how cell phones work. It's just like, what? I mean, I'm sure I do, or I could look it up, of course, right? But it's just to say that just because we can't see it doesn't mean there are, doesn't mean there, wait, I'm going to mess up all the negatives, all the double negatives. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? Just we can't. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean anything. There are infinite possibilities, infinite. And so... We need to just be in our present moment, listen to our inner guidance, which is our intuition, and allow for ourselves to be guided, to be like, okay, you know what? I really want to go out and get some ice cream, but it's middle of winter. Like, why do you want to get ice cream? I don't know. Something's telling me I need to go get ice cream right now. Okay. Who knows? You go out and get ice cream and then you bump into somebody, you know, who then is like, hey, you want a job? 
And you're like, well, wait, I wasn't looking, but I have this really awesome job of your dreams. Wait, what? Really? You don't know. People talk about it like coincidences, you know, happenstance, no such thing. Whatever your vibration is, whatever mood you're in, whatever, you know, you're sending out vibrational frequencies. And there are frequencies out there that will pick up on that signal and then be drawn to you. I mean, I'm getting all like excited just talking about this. I'm like, ooh, what if I go to Starbucks? I start talking to the barista and the barista's like, hey, I've got this really amazing community of drummers. You should come. And I'd be like, what? What? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that would be so fun. You know? Um, I have a drum and I haven't really been playing it because I'm like, when, when do I play it? Like, I just, I mean, I could just randomly play it, but I would just love to play it with other people. It'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, so we are in these portals of transformation and once we get out of the chrysalis and we've got our beautiful butterfly bodies, it's not like, okay, let's just jump off this leaf and take flight. No, no, no. We need to unfurl the wings. They're a little wet, you know, we've got to flap them slowly to dry off a little bit so they can solidify. You can maybe do a little like squats with your spindly legs to just make sure that the legs work so that when you fly, you can actually land without crashing. <laughs> onto your butt or whatever it is you know these happen in stages these happen in stages and the stages aren't always so fun to sit in but it's part of the process and we got to trust that process so um that is why I invite you to um come talk to me about all these things that I'm offering that help guide midlife women through portals of transformation. I just want to see you all start flapping those beautiful butterfly wings so that you can f take flight into the life that you're meant to live. Take flight towards the dreams that you've always wanted to manifest. Because it's fun to have somebody in your corner to support you and to say, hey, keep going. I got you. Keep going. Let's look at this thing. Let's dive a little bit deeper. Why is there resistance here? Why are you looking away? You can't take steps backwards because you can't unknow what you already know. So it might feel like you're taking steps backwards, but you're not. It's just, it just feels that way because it feels familiar. But with every passing moment, your knowledge grows, your life experience grows. So even if you try to go back to the old life, to old habits, it's not quite the same because you're aware of them now. You're going to be like, oh, I did that. Okay. That felt familiar, but it also felt kind of awkward or kind of weird. But anyway, <clears throat> so that's my, that's my thing. Um, this, this card was really powerful and I ended up having the whole episode about this card, about transformation, about rebirth and really understanding that it's not a one and done deal, really honoring that it is cycles. And so if you're in that cycle where you're in 
the chrysalis and you're just a big blobby blobbity blob mush of cells imaginal cells I love that term because you can imagine to be anything you want to be you can imagine being the self that you've always wanted to be the self that's really has been there since birth deep down inside but then all these external things came at you all these expectations all these rules all these boxes it's like you gotta fit in no uh-uh nope 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 um whole lot of nope <laughs> there's a movie i saw with jennifer gardner i forget what it was called but there's one phrase she plays a mom there's one phrase she goes nope on a rope <laughs> and i was like oh i like that one <laughs> um but yeah so i invite you to um to take a moment with yourself and ask yourself where you are on the transformation journey. You know, are you the caterpillar? Are you in the chrysalis? Are you just busting out of it and the butterfly and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take flight. Um, but I invite you to reach out to me and, um, you know, set up a, a call if you want. I got 15 minute free calls to see if you'd like to work with me. Um, because I offer one-on-one coaching for people who are in the midst of transformation. Um, I'm focusing more on, you know, women of color, but I am working with other midlife women. Um, I've got, you know, some women that are going through like huge identity crises. Um, I got women who are going through divorce, some women who are like, I got divorced a long time ago and I'm still feeling like, what the heck did I do? Uh, I'm also going through, you know, with women who are like, okay, I'm in midlife right now and I don't even know who I am, what I'm supposed to do, what's the meaning of life, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, reach out to me, LeslieAnn at SuriaGian.com and, or you can, you know, DM me on Instagram, which is at LeslieAnnHobayan, H-O-B-A-Y-A-N. So I hope to hear from you. Um, and I am putting together a program called Alchemical Alignment. So if you're curious about that, definitely reach out and we can talk about that as well. Um, so yeah, that is what I want to offer for you today. And uh, I will close the episode <clears throat> with a poem from The World I Leave You, uh, Asian American Poets on Faith and Spirit, because I love poetry. Poetry is my jam, you know? And you know what's you know what's funny is I was um, listening back to the previous episode, um, and I and I caught myself saying, "Oh, that's funny," but then I never really explained to y'all like why that was funny because you're not here with me. And what happened was um, in the previous episode when I when I just kind of flipped through the the book for the poem to close out the the episode it landed on my own poem (laughs) and then I was like oh yeah but I'm not gonna read that one (laughs) and then I was and then later I was like why 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 didn't I read that one I don't know I'm just a weirdo but anyway I am going to read all right I'm gonna just do a random selection here listen to the pages and we've got this is kind of long so I want to read a long one. Okay. This poem is by Bandana Kana. This is called Blue Madonna. Back before color threaded the world, when everything was in black and white, I was the only pagan at school. 
hiding my breath with its curry and accent, mouthing words to prayers I didn't understand. I wondered why there were always holy men, but no holy women. I wanted to be enchanted, to steal the baby Jesus from the Christmas play and keep him hidden in my closet, pull him out when I needed to be saved. I wanted to be the blue Madonna holding all the pieces of her son together. Half a world away, girls my age came as close to God as anyone could be. They were already throwing their bodies over their husbands' funeral pyres, flung out like blankets over the flames, chanting Ram, Ram, like a nursery rhyme. My mother told me it was a holy mantra. The more I said it, the holier I would be. But I know, never really knew how or why, just that it was supposed to happen. Once I tried saying it as many times as I could in 50 seconds, but nothing. No miracle, no halo of thorns around my head. And all I could think about were those girls, widows at 15. What did burning flowers smell like? Something terrible? Something holy? Damn. Whew. Lots of fire in this. Um, just in things that I've been thinking about. Um, what a powerful poem. Beautiful. Amazing. All right, my friends, be sure to check out my Instagram for more content on moving through the transformational process of whatever you're going through. If you are in that blobby stage. Um, and I'm going to close out the episode as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos. By signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox, go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.